Welcome to Lady in the Couch, a podcast about mental health and well-being, relationships, and topics specifically related to women. I am your host, Autumn Collier, a licensed psychotherapist in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's have a seat on the couch. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me on the couch this week. Today's episode is, you know you can say no, right? So today we are talking about saying no and really sitting with the idea that we do have permission to say no, and we can. It's interesting when you sit and think about it, at what point did we get to this point, this point of having to relearn how to say no? And I say relearn because no is like every toddler's favorite word. So we learn this word no and learn how to use it emphatically as a child. And at some point, we lose either permission or the freedom to say, to say no. You ask a toddler, you want to go to bed now? No. You want to eat your food? No. And they don't just say no. They say it with their soul. So we went from this to the watered down, you know, hey, would you like to do such and such in adulthood? And we respond, um, well, okay, sure. And then we kind of do the him and hawing and then we give in. So we kind of went from one extreme, the toddler with the emphatic no to the next, the well, kind of the him and hawing, the choir person, doing all that, which eventually turns into, okay, a resentful, okay. So how, how did we get there? And what is that middle ground? Well, a lot actually happens in between from, from being that toddler to being that adult. There's so much that happens in between. So many lessons were taught, impromptu lessons, just life lessons, things we begin to observe and take note of just by means of interacting with our world and others. Throughout childhood, we are taught that it is impolite or rude to tell an adult no. And yes, it definitely can be. If I'm asking a nine-year-old if they like to have a seat instead of running around, then I don't need to hear a strong no, don't need to hear that. That would be rude. So yes, there are social norms, ways to go about the world. I mean, that's what we're taught in childhood. And to make sure that lesson is reinforced about being polite and respectful, sometimes we really drive that lesson home by really pulling the reins in on our little ones. And this is something that parents, we just do it, not knocking it. This is just what happens. And I think the, the idea or the expectation is, you know, as a child, you do it this way. And then as you get older, you can start to experience more freedom and learn your voice. Sure, I can see how that makes sense. The only thing is, though, that there's a huge assumption there. And the assumption is that we will actually learn our wants, needs, desires, and how to use our voice and miraculously one day start to use our voice. So that is a huge assumption. Um, Sometimes we assume correctly, and there are many times where we have assumed incorrectly. So while we do want to continue to instill manners and politeness into children, along with that, it would be great if we can include a very important lesson, which is also teaching how to be conscious and mindful of our own wants, even if no isn't an option at the time. We're not necessarily teaching young children that no will always be an option. No, we want them to be resilient and understand that life doesn't happen when you want it to happen all the time. Sure. However, we can teach them how to be mindful of their own wants so that when they get older, they'll be more comfortable 
being able to use their nose or identify what it is they want or need. The whole idea of saying no, it is a whole thing. Like you could Google boundaries or how to say no in thousands of articles and blogs and all this literature about saying no comes up, which means to me that as a human population, we've reached a point of not really knowing how to say no or folks walking around maybe feeling resentful or stretched thin or that their boundaries are are permeated often, which is not a peaceful place to be in. There are many reasons why it is difficult for people to say no. And, you know, some of those reasons are very personal to individuals. Everyone has their own thing they show up with. It can be difficult to say no if we don't truly know what we want. That can make it difficult to say no. It can be difficult to say no if we are people pleasers. I want to make sure everyone else is okay and taken care of, or it's easier to focus our needs on others and to focus on what it is we truly want. And maybe that's because we truly don't know what we want. So that can be difficult if we're people pleasers or if we do not like conflict, then it can make it difficult for us to say no. So with that person, you might, the one who doesn't like conflict, you might see them constantly saying yes or spreading themselves thin and or avoiding. They just won't answer. They just won't respond. It's easier to say yes to something that maybe you don't truly want to do than it is to disappoint others. That's another reason why it's difficult for us to say no. Saying yes is just easier. And then that way, others aren't disappointed and we're not left having to sit with the feeling of discomfort knowing we've disappointed someone. And this kind of goes back to the people pleasing, which, you know, we could do a whole episode on people pleasing. We won't go too much into it today. We'll save that definitely for another episode. For today, I really just want to highlight that saying no is an option. Saying no is an option. It's just a matter of, can you sit through your feelings after you say no? That is the bigger question, the more significant question. Can you sit through your feelings after you say no? So many folks are walking around super stressed or have to-do lists with an astronomical number of items on it. And to that, I say, why? You know, when I hear people talk about how busy they are or they wear busyness as a badge of honor and it's kind of like, girl, I got so much going on. I got to do this, this, and this. And if you only knew everything, I just, I get done throughout the course of a day or whatever it might be. When I hear that, I just assume they like being busy. Otherwise, they have options. That being no, no is an option. You can say no. You don't have to be so busy, I guess, unless you just kind of want to be busy. I mean, yes, everyone is quote unquote busy. We all have things to do. We have obligations, families, work, household things. Absolutely, sure. However, you know, if you are stressed or unable to enjoy life, enjoy life and enjoy loved ones because you are so busy, then it's probably time to start using the word no. There are a hundred ways to say no. And back to what I previously mentioned, that very significant question, can you tolerate your feelings of discomfort after you say no? I think that is most pertinent. It's not just about saying no, it's can you tolerate what you feel after you say no? And we'll talk a little bit more about that Ultimately, that means having to sit with the idea or the actual truth that someone may be upset with you for saying no. Can you sit with that? Can you tolerate that feeling that you feel knowing someone is might someone may be upset with you after you've said no? This may mean that 
you have declined an opportunity that might be a benefit and having to reconcile your FOMO, that fear of missing out. Can you sit with that? Can you sit with the feelings knowing that, oh my gosh, I've said no to this opportunity, I'm going to miss out or sit with the whole narrative that you're now telling yourself. That's the more important thing that goes along with saying no. Saying no isn't always the hardest thing to do. It's more, can you sit with how you feel after you say no? Can you sit through the feelings of angst that everything on your to-do list was not accomplished? Can you sit with that? That may be difficult to do to where it may be so difficult sitting with that angst of not having done things on your to-do list that it's easier just to stretch yourself in and just go do everything on the to-do list. Now putting you in a state of just busyness and feeling stressed and possibly even resentful. Can you sit through the possibility that you will not be seen as easygoing and agreeable if you say no? Are you okay to sit through that? Others may now make judgment on your personality or give you labels that maybe you've tried to avoid. Can you sit with that? Other people may not be pleased. Can you sit with that? So these things I just mentioned, this is why saying no is hard. It's more so about what we have to sit with after we say no. The good news is, however, we can practice. The more we start to use our no's, the easier it becomes. It also becomes easier to recognize how we feel in the moment and tolerate it. So the more we do that, the more easier it becomes. I once heard a colleague talk about full body yeses and no's. And I really love this concept. So full body yes, full body no. She said that before you say yes to something, become mindful and ask yourself, okay, is this a full body yes? Is it a yes from the tip of my head all the way down to my baby toe? Is it a yes all the way head to toe? Or is it a half body yes? Just half my body says yes. The other half is unsure or definitely a no. So if it's a half body yes, then we probably need to say no or decline. So before we engage in something, we ask ourselves, and this is a good skill to use when making some significant decisions. It's it's subjective. Yes, it is subjective based on the individual. However, I think it is meaningful to the person to really put them in touch with how they're feeling in that moment and in a form of mindfulness. This can also help you know, using this scale, the full body yes or the full body no can also help prevent resentment. So if you engage in a task and you determine that it is a full body yes, from the tip of my head to my baby toe, it is a yes, yes, I'm doing it. Then regardless the outcome, you can sleep easier because it is something you fully agree to, right? And the flip side though, however, is that if you engage in a task and it is only a half body, or maybe a one-fourth body, yes, then the task will feel burdensome and you will likely resent it, regardless how it turns out. It may turn out great, but the process might be very burdensome and you might feel regretful that you're doing it or even resentful that you're doing it. And that might be also when you find yourself saying things like, I'm too busy for this, or I just don't have time to do this. This is a waste of my time. All those things you might start or hear yourself saying, that's likely an indicator that maybe you probably did not need to sign up for the task and you're already feeling resentful about signing up for it. So yeah, we had no business signing up for the task when we find ourselves saying things like that. So then how do we say no? How do we say no? 
I know that maybe sounds like a silly question. I mean, the short answer is you say no. However, there is somewhat of a finesse to saying no. We don't need to finagle a no, but there is a finesse to doing it. We definitely want to incorporate lessons we learned as a child, such as be polite when saying no. We can say no politely and without offending someone. That's called being assertive, stating your needs without offending others. Sometimes we can take assertiveness to the far end of the spectrum when we're trying to implement boundaries or implement saying no, and it may be a concept that's new to us. We could take it sometimes to the extreme and become aggressive. And I've seen this done when someone may not be comfortable saying no. So they kind of build themselves up, kind of amp themselves up to do it. And they come in a little too hot. This is the person who is saying no while kind of giving themselves a pep talk. So like an example of someone asked if they could take on another assignment at work, maybe. This person's response might be, no, nope, nope. It's time for me to start taking care of me. And I'm tired of everyone asking me to do things for them. It's my time. Chandra said it's her year. Yes, well, it's my year. No, like that might be that person's response. That's what I mean by coming in a little too hot. You know, no monologue is needed. We don't, we don't need a monologue. Not everybody in your office is looking at you sideways. Sometimes less can be more. So yeah, so all of that is not needed. I think, again, with that person, maybe saying no is new to them. And it takes guts sometimes to say no. And if you're not used to doing it, again, you can really get yourself amped up and go on the extreme, the other end of the spectrum, which is more aggressive. And also too, what's happened for that individual who felt the need to give a monologue about their no, they've also made the problem people asking them to do things. They've made other people the problem. The problem is people keep asking me to do stuff. Where the real concern is, why'd you keep saying yes? So this kind of shucks the buck. It takes the focus off of yourself and starts kind of allowing you to place blame elsewhere, which can also just lead to a spirit of defensiveness. And again, we would want to more so turn inward and be more insightful and intuitive and really understand um, it's not about them. It's about me. And why did I keep saying yes? That's the real question and the real source of exploration. So that kind of leads me into the first step. I have four steps in terms of how we can say no or be reminded or, or use our no's. So the first one, focus on yourself. Focus on yourself. It is no one else's responsibility to ensure you are not overwhelmed or stretched thin. It's not. And it is not fair to put that expectation on someone else. And this will also lead you to being disappointed if you try to put that expectation on someone else. Only you know your threshold. And quite frankly, if you've never displayed a threshold, then others definitely will not know when enough is enough for you. And as you go about communicating or saying no, what you communicate only needs to reflect you. We don't need to point out how others have taken advantage of you or how it's a new day and, and whatever has been ain't happening no more. All that is really unnecessary and it deflects. And the message, the actual message, which is your no and the clarity around your no gets lost in the delivery. Simply state your no and say it loudest with action. Number two, be mindful of your feelings. You can want to help others 
and still say no when asked. You can feel bad about saying no and still say no. Conditions do not have to be perfect to say no. There is a good opportunity to self-reflect after saying no and actually sit with your feelings. So part of sitting with your feelings, that's something you may hear people saying, you know, you just have to sit with it or sit with that, sit with your feelings. Part of sitting with your feelings is identifying how you feel and also having the rational perspective about your choice. So for instance, you may feel bad that you could not serve on the latest nonprofit board you were asked to serve on because of maybe your many existing obligations. So your feelings might include being sad, disappointed, maybe even regretful. However, your rational mind is very aware that there is absolutely no time to be on another board and you would not be able to fully invest and be of service as you desire to be if you did join another board, right? So we can sit with all of those feelings and let them coexist together. Sitting with the idea of being sad, disappointed, and regretful, yet also having the rational understanding that "Mm, I ain't got time for this. All of those things can sit together. We do not have to choose one over the other. We don't have to choose the feelings over rational thinking. We don't have to choose one over the other or try to talk ourselves into one position or out of another position. The wise mind approach, which looks at the emotional mind, the feelings, and also looks at the rational cognitive mind, and it kind of meets them somewhere in the middle. Wise mind says, I see you feelings. And I know you must feel disappointed. However, you would not be able to show up as your best self by taking on another obligation. The end. So I encourage everyone as we're being mindful about our feelings and having to sit with it, you're identifying those feelings and also identifying your rational perspective around them. Find your inner wise voice. We all have it. We all have that inner wise voice. This is your opportunity to sit and find it. Number three, practice saying no. Things get easier typically with practice. So practice saying no and start small. Start with things that do not matter as much. Maybe like when your work buddies ask if you want to go grab lunch, just say no for the heck of it, just to get some practice in. And that's not a make or break thing. It's lunch. Feeling shouldn't be up in arms over someone declining lunch. So practice with something small like that. And again, you do not have to feel comfortable or confident to say no in order to do it. So right now we are faking it until we make it. If we're waiting to feel comfortable before we say no, we will never do it. So just really be mindful of that. We don't have to have to be the most confident or feel the most assertive in the moment to say no. We can do it anyway. So start saying no, and eventually our comfort level will increase with saying it. And again, it may not be every time. In 10 years, you may have been doing this whole no journey when it feels relevant and ultimately feel pretty comfortable. And there might be those situations where you feel very uncomfortable or not confident when it comes down to having to say it in particular situations. That's okay. And you can still say it. So along with practicing saying no, also really begin to tap into your own consciousness and what you really want. So it's one thing to say, no, no, thank you. I decline. No, I can't. Sure. Along with that, as you become more comfortable with saying no, 
begin to explore what it is you do want. Sometimes knowing what we do want can make our no's easier to say as well. Um, This is also an opportunity to practice being decisive. And the last one, number four, have a few go-tos regarding how to literally say no. So, you know, we all have different personalities and express no differently. Again, main thing, be polite and non-offensive, at least whenever possible. You could maybe have some identified one-liners just chilling in your back pocket in case you ever need to throw them out. So I'm just going to share a few one-liners of different ways to say no. It could be, no, thanks. I'm good. That's a way to say no. Another one. Oh, you guys go on without me. Thanks anyway. Could be, you know, that's just not something I'm interested in. Y'all have fun though. It could be, thank you for considering me for this opportunity. I take pride in my work quality and know accepting this opportunity would not allow me to produce the quality of work I expect out of myself. Could be, wow, that sounds amazing and like a great opportunity for you. I will have to decline because it doesn't work out for me at this time. I wish you the best. So those are some one-liners you could throw out as ways to say no. We say how to say no, but again, rarely are we ever just saying no. Hi, would you like a promotion? No. Okay, that's rude. Um, So rarely are we doing that. This is what I mean, like there's that finesse to it. There's the finesse in how to say no. And again, we want to be polite because we also don't want to burn bridges. Some people choose to use humor, whatever that might look like. And if you're going to use humor, sure, go for it. Just know that if you're using humor, you just want to be clear. You don't want the message like your no, your actual no. You don't want that to get lost in humor. So if you're going to use humor, just make sure you are clear about what you're saying. I love this saying, and you guys probably heard me say it before. You'll hear me say it a million more times. To be unclear is unkind. So if you're using humor again or whatever, whatever you're using, just make sure you're clear. All right. So quick recap of the four ways to say no. Focus on yourself. Be mindful of your feelings, practice saying no, and have a few go-tos regarding how to literally say no. I hope you all found these tips helpful. And most importantly, I hope you guys know or have been enlightened or awakened to the idea that you know you can say no, right? Because you can. All right. So thank you all so much for joining me on the couch this week. And I'll see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Lady in the Couch. Feel free to share this episode with your friends on all of your social media platforms. If you're in the Atlanta area and seeking therapy, visit ladyinthecouch.com to learn more. Like what you heard? Feel free to give us a five-star review where you listen to podcasts. The content in this episode is not intended to diagnose or treat. It is for informational purposes only. 